This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. If you're in the market for funny banter and great discussion revolving around the latest theatrical releases, check out the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right at MidwestFilmNerds.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today is Brian hey. and Alex. Hello. As always, if you're listening along and you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about a whole bunch of game news thanks to E3 2015. Uh, before we do that, if you shop on Amazon, and we all know that you do, please do so through amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. A small portion of the money you spend makes its way into our hands at the network and will help us continue to bring you content that you enjoy. Thank you to Au for our theme song, Materia Mosh. You can check out more of his tunes at soundcloud.com slash A-H-H dash O-O-H. Uh, that being said, let's start off uh, with some Wii U news. The, the One of the biggest things they announced for E3 was that Earthbound Beginnings will be making a debut on the virtual console of Wii U. Alex, why is this important? Well, this is a game that's never come to the U.S. ever. So there's a game that got released by the or in the uh, Super Nintendo time frame called Earthbound, but that's really Mother Two, and in Japan, right? So Mother One is now becoming Earthbound Beginnings. Nintendo's taking uh, the first game, giving it kind of a translation. It was on NES, I believe, and now it's going to be available for people to play on. Uh, Wii U as like a virtual console download so that's pretty awesome it's something that people have been clamoring for and it kind of is an indication that maybe Earthbound 3 or Mother 3 so Earthbound, uh, whatever you want to call it un- right. the third Earthbound game Earth Mother? Earth Mother may come over here at some point in the future so that's cool too it's, it's really cool to see Nintendo paying attention to Earthbound after I would say it's been so many years. Yeah, like Super. Other than Super Nintendo, you, there's only been like NES and Lucas have shown up in Smash Brothers games, and that's right. about it. So, right on. Yeah. Um, and Super Mario Maker is the final title for Mario Maker. Several new creation features showcased at Nintendo World Championships. Have you played uh, Super Mario Maker at all, or, or I'm sorry, uh, just Mario Maker on Wii U? No. So it's not out or available yet they haven't done like a demo or anything like that you could go to best buy and play it but basically what it looks like is that they've taken the features from basically i think mario super mario brothers all the way up to like it might even be new super mario brothers okay you can kind of mix and match different graphical things and uh put them together in like one of your own levels and you can kind of apparently the way that you edit things together you can like click on shake on things and they'll become the different versions of themselves like I, like I a salt shaker yeah similar like to a salt bits no. of mario yeah yep. shaking it like a salt shaker but like you make things bigger by dragging like mushrooms onto them like you would in like a mario game which is right. kind of funny but apparently you can just kind of they have some sample stages that are going to come with the game to kind of show you what you can do with it uh you can do other things I just heard some crazy stuff, and now I'm on a delay. I'm going to turn it off. Okay. Um, 
But no, it looks really interesting. I mean, as somebody who didn't really play a ton of Mario, I've played a lot of Mario on and off, especially like traditional Mario. Right. It seems interesting, and apparently it's super intuitive, and there's a lot of people that are like, what? Your level just looks really low. Well, I can't change them now. Okay. <laughs> We've already started. It'll be easier to change them in post. Than it's it all good. To, yeah. we, can, we can fix it. But there are people that um, were looking at, like I was listening to the Giant Bomb coverage, and there's a bunch of guys that are like, I don't really care about Little Big Planet, but this seems so intuitive that I might actually go in there and make Mario levels. So it seems like it's a really, really well put together Mario editor. Cool. But, Sounds like a lot of fun to me. Yeah. But I don't have a Wii U, yeah, and I don't think I will have a Wii U at the house. You don't have any Wii Nintendo things? I have a Wii U. I don't play it very often. Ricky has a 3DS. That's about it. I feel like I might pick up um, Xenoblade Chronicles X. comes out in December here. Yeah, December 4th, according to the E3 announcement. Yeah, so I, that's that might be one of the first things that I really sit down and play. But I did love Super Smash Brothers, which they added a bunch of DLC stuff for. Yeah, new characters and stuff. Yeah, you can play as Ryu from Street Fighter. Oh, shit. And apparently they're bringing like Street Fighter-style combos into Smash Brothers. That'll be interesting. That'll make it more into a traditional-style fighting game. Yeah. So, that might not be a good idea, honestly. I don't know. I mean, it, it may bring in more hardcore fighting fans into a you know the style of game that less hardcore people are into. The more versatile the game is, the better. Like you're the one who wants Blades of Crota around so that people can play it however they want. If you want to play Smash Brothers like, uh, you know, Super Street Fighter com- combo system, you might as well have it. Yeah, sure. So, and then Roy, I think from, um. Uh, Fire Emblem is yeah. also going to be in there yep. too, which he was is awesome. Announced. I was all about Roy back in the Melee days. Roy. I've been <laughs> in the game since It's then, a real so. badass name. He's awesome. His sword is like it's fire. It's awesome. Fire sword. Fire sword. Fire emblem. He probably has a fire emblem on his sword, and that's why he has a fire sword. That hmm. might be true. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Star Fox Zero was announced. I haven't, there hasn't been a Star Fox game since Star Fox 64. Yeah. I, well, there were two on GameCube. They were more weirder third-person adventure games than they were normal Star Fox. Right. They weren't like the actual like sort of flight simulator space battle, like that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And then Star Fox 64 got re-released on the 3DS at launch, but... I'm excited for it. I've heard people are kind of wishy-washy on the motion controls, but I think that would be like a... I didn't know that was a thing. I don't think you'll have to use it. Well, what's funny is it it makes me think back to like playing those games as a kid and like watching like Alex, (laughs) you and Nate and and Kyle playing it. And you guys like moved along with like the the ship, you Mm -hmm. know? So like, who knows? Maybe that'll be a mechanic that they actually, you know, emphasize. I think it's a matter of preference. The only time that I've really loved motion control would probably be Uncharted for the Vita. Wii Bowling. Wii Bowling, okay. But Uncharted, like the best like game a, ever. In a Didn't we decide that last episode? <laughs> in a traditional game, I really loved it in Uncharted because it allows you to kind of pop your hands up to get that headshot, like a last minute calculation kind of thing. So it might be interesting for Star Fox. I don't know. Huh. Uh, I mean, Brian, what did you ever, did you play the old Star Fox games at all or no? Yeah, I actually played Star Fox, uh, 
I want to say a few months ago too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, because at Alan's house, yeah, he he's got the sixty-four, the 64 and the old projection TV and stuff. But yeah, I was really bad at it. Well, I mean, when's the last time you had played it? Uh, a long time ago. Right. So <laughs> over pretty, ten years. Pretty much expected. But uh, the videos, I mean, they seem kind of underwhelming. However, I did like what looked like there was some sort of docking mechanic, like you'd land kind of or dock at like a larger ship and then it would switch to like the um chicken walker type thing well there's it was like yeah either on foot or something like that but it used the controller screen for while you're inside the ship okay so i don't know that was just interesting looking at least they're actually using their technology right well, the weird thing is people are kind of like complaining about that in the sense that with like Kirby, I think you basically had to play the game looking at the at the Wii U gamepad. And people are having the same comments about Star Fox as well, where it's like you might as well just ignore what's on the TV because you need to pay attention to the cockpit view to actually accurately aim anything. Right. So it's weird like people are like yeah that worked okay in the 3ds because the other screen is like an inch away but when in terms of like with the wii u if you're looking back and forth at the tv and the gamepad it's kind of hard so i don't know i haven't played any games that have really required that much attention to detail to what's on the i mean i always thought the whole idea behind the the gamepad was that it, it was a standalone thing like you wouldn't need the tv if you didn't want to yeah like i have mine right now just hooked up in my bedroom i don't need a tv on it at all like right. I can just turn it on with the gamepad and play it and that's awesome but they're kind of they they're not making good on the promise that they originally had of like here's the really interesting double screen play where you need to pay attention to both like there was that game that came out zombie U that ubisoft put out at launch where you could go on the gamepad and it would allow you to look through your backpack and pull out your resources but while that was going on you could have zombies coming up to you on the main screen and you had to kind of pay attention to both right that seems like a good use of it to me though i well, mean more of like using it as an inventory screen well yeah and and but there's but it's kind of like most of the time, these games, like I think the Wii U gamepad for Mario Kart, it's just a big honk button, which is like provides no reason to do it in gameplay. It's really weird. It's like, why bother? So I don't, I feel like Nintendo still doesn't quite know what to do with the Wii U, which kind of makes sense because it seems like this might be the last big year for the Wii U at, at uh, yeah. E3. I have a feeling that their next console is not going to. Like concentrate on gimmicky technologies like that. It's just gonna be more straightforward. But I mean, I could be totally wrong. I think people have been saying for a while that they kind of want to see a like Nintendo's so good at the handheld space. Why don't they just figure out a way to combine the the two, make it so that you can take some games on the go with you and then come back home and play it on the TV? But yeah, that I mean that would be reasonable, especially considering how small they can make things nowadays. It should yeah. not be an issue. Yeah. So, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I just I have a really hard time talking about Wii U because I just don't really care about any of the Wii stuff. Like Nintendo to me has just taken such a back seat and it kind of sucks cuz they used to be such a huge 
you know, yeah. huge force in the gaming community. But I mean, that, and that's kind of like I think most people were disappointed the C three with Nintendo because. Well, there's been talk of their new console, like the next gen. I think they they're calling it the NX or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and like, like project. Code right. Code. So there's talk of that, but they didn't talk about it at all. Like nothing. There was literally like no hints. It was just like, here's a bunch of stuff to tie you over. Yeah, and and it's getting really weird. It's like, is this Zelda coming out going to be for the Wii U or is it going to be the NX and and uh, all kinds of. Like, it's just, Nintendo's in a very weird situation. They're, like, hitting the reset button halfway through, well, almost at a normal time for what console cycles used to be back before PS3 and Xbox 360. But now they're just kind of like, we need to move away from the Wii U and become an actual competitor. Right. So, and, and it's another thing just to note. They announced two Metroid titles, but one of them is like a sports game, and the other one is just like a four-player co-op 3DS game. Yeah, it's, I mean, Metroid Prime Federation Force for 3DS. Which that idea sounds interesting to me, but it's not, it doesn't feel It's like, not Metroid. I want a Metroid game. I would, I would love a next generation Metroid Prime. Totally. Because those, the Metroid Prime games are my, like, two of my, one and two which those are the ones that came out on GameCube, right? Yeah. Yep. Those were two of my favorite first-person shooters. Just, I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, they took, they did to Metroid with, uh, with Prime 1 and 2 what Konami should have done with the Castlevania series if they were going to move into the next generation. Instead of making Castlevania like this, this poorly controlled third-person mess. Mm-hmm. If they would have made it more of like a first-person puzzle-based, like back-and-forth, like Metroidvania-style game, <laughs> it would have been great, I think. Because I, I thought I thought Metroid Prime was going to be a terrible game, but I was blown away at, at how much I was playing it, and it was so well done. Yeah. I think if Konami would have done the same thing, it would have been a different story, but... See, and I don't even know, like, if they just came out and were like, here's a new side-scrolling Metroid... Do you know how many people would be happy about that? I'd be so... Like, look at what we get right now. We've got games like Axiom Verge and Apotheon and uh, even The Swapper and so many Metroid-style games coming right. out. Yeah. Give us a new Metroid. <laughs> like, people would... It would be amazing. Yep. But I mean, I'm just going to run down a quick list of the remaining Nintendo items here because, I'm like, like I said, I have a really hard time getting through Nintendo stuff because I just don't care, which sucks. Uh, let's see, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Mario Tennis has always done quite well, as long as far as I know. Mario sports games in so, general. Yeah, so, that, well, Mario Golf's one of my favorite golf games of all time, mm-hmm. hands down. Um, new Skylanders Superchargers. What the hell is Skylanders? Who plays <laughs> that other than kids? Like, is that like know. a Zoolander? <laughs> um, Sadly, no. <laughs> Fire Emblem Fates for 3DS. That'll be a good one because I know a lot of people really like the Fire Emblem series. The, so the previous Fire Emblem on 3DS is probably the best game that's on that system. Right on. It's amazing. Uh, and you had mentioned earlier Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles X coming in December. Um, I, I mean, everybody loves, as far as I know, the people who played the Xenoblade series are obsessed with it. So yeah, that'll be good. And then one, the only, like the big one for me is Mario and Luigi Paper Jam because I played Mario and Luigi when it came out for Game Boy Advance SP that's one of the best games I've ever played in my entire life. <laughs> it is like the perfect combination of like just it's how do you explain it? It's it's a it's a turn-based RPG and you play it 
your, like your A button is Mario, your B button is Luigi. So your actions are all like you can do things simultaneously. You can do things individually. Like the the mechanics of the game are really well done. So I'm excited to see where this goes, despite the fact that I don't even have a 3DS, but I'm sure I could probably convince Ricky to let me borrow his just to play that because yeah. I will play that game. Yeah. So Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, I'm pumped for. What else here? Uh, Fatal Frame made into the Blackwater. I didn't realize they were still making Fatal Frame games. I didn't either. I've never heard of Fatal right. Frame. I got to say Paper Jam is a weird name for a game, though. It just makes me think of horrible times well, dealing with printers. It's the whole thing <laughs> of it all is that it's a mix of PC Mario and Luigi. Letter. The mix of Mario and Luigi and Paper Mario. Right. Gotcha. So, so Paper Mario, the Paper Mario series was like a big deal, too. The Paper Mario on... On 64 is amazing. It's great. Like, I played that first when I got a Wii and there was nothing to play on it. I went on the yeah. console and bought that, and I was like, wow, this game's awesome. I never played the Thousand Year Door. Super Paper Mario is cool and interesting on the Wii U as well. And then I think people were like, ooh, this 3DS Paper Mario Sticker Star is not particularly good. They right. tried to take it in a new direction, and it didn't work. Did it print stickers? No, it just had a lot to do with collecting stickers that... Modified I'm so characters. confused. Yeah, I don't understand Nintendo stuff anymore. It's not just enough, too out enough, there for not me. Enough grinding for you. Not yeah, enough doing the same thing over and over again to get different shinier things. Right. I'll have you know, I've been playing The Last of Us too. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Anyways, so that's it for Nintendo. I don't really want to talk about them anymore. That's fine. Uh, we're gonna move on to Xbox. We're gonna start with. The Xbox One one terabyte console has been released. It's a big deal because you will realize if you don't have an Xbox One yet and you're planning on getting one, you should get the terabyte version because your hard drive will fill up so fast. So fast, especially if you have games with gold. Mm -hmm. Then you're just going to be downloading free games all the time. Um, I can also say I think Microsoft announced in their press conference that I bought an Xbox One because that didn't happen on the last episode. But I bought one. I haven't played it much. Microsoft announced that you bought that, an Xbox One. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was such it, news. It was, it, was it, it was part of their... Uh, yeah, I think their, I heard that in E3. It yeah. was like right after they talked about Fallout. Exactly. Yep. Before, um. I'm sorry. <laughs> right before, because it's way more important. But no, I, I bought one. Uh, more thoughts on that later. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Uh, Forza Motorsport 6 has wet weather, night races, runs 1080p at 60 frames per second. Looks seconds, awesome. Seconds. It's going to have like 400-something cars. Yeah, Brian's pretty excited pumped. for that. Brian is like the biggest Forza fan I've ever met. So Yeah, but is it like 300-something cars plus 400 that are DLC plus my Well, I'm, there's always a bunch of DLC cars. There's been DLC cars since the second game. They would really make me care about Forza if they came out and said, guess what, this one doesn't have any microtransactions. I like, like... Whoa. I like that they keep... Like supporting the product after it comes out because not only do they do like the paid card pack the paid car packs yeah they also give out free tracks and stuff every once no, in a while i mean that's cool they, they had to do that with the last one because people were like there's like, well yeah i was missing a bunch game. of tracks but i don't know you wouldn't have to continue supporting your game if you put out a full one in the first place i mean a lot of the cars that they do in the car packs are not even available when the game came like while they're de designing the game yeah and i get that but they're brand new models and stuff there's a reason why the fifth one like took a dump sales wise nobody wanted to 
deal with the microtransaction. Yeah, I agree. They probably only sold as many copies as they did because it was one of the only games to At get. Launch. Yeah. So cool. Uh, they released new screens, like a new trailer for Rise of the Tomb Raider, which yeah, excites it, me. It, it was because, pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. The trailer looked... It, I believe it was in-game engine, too. It looked oh, incredible. It, it was gameplay. Oh, it was straight gameplay? Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks beautiful. It, I can, I'm so excited for that game. Uh, and they said it's a timed exclusive on Xbox and PC, and uh, it's out on November 10th, which is super exciting. Too many so. games coming out this year. I know. It, it, I, oh, man. You don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna better be so start broke. saving now. We're going to have to all play different games so we can talk about them. I know. That's going to be a I already can't like, uh, catch up from the fall, honestly. There yeah. are a bunch of games that I got and I haven't even finished or started. Yeah. I don't even. I'm excited that I'll get to play Tomb Raider day day one. Maybe, oh yeah, if that's it. Oh god, that it's so good. I mean, I loved I loved the Tomb Raider reboot. I could talk about it all day. Yeah, it was how, a how solid game. game. Was. Uh, Gears of War remaster. I'm pretty excited about that. You already you already signed up for the beta, didn't you? I I, I played yeah. a few rounds. I just wanted to see if it was as fun as I had remembered. And yes, it's a lot of fun. And it, <laughs> it feels so much more tactical than anything else out nowadays. Right. Like it makes Call of Duty just seem so simplistic. I did play a round of that, but I've never played a Gears of War game. So it's, it's really hard. It's trial by fire. Yeah. Yeah. You got it's your tough ass to jump right in. But once you get a whole like when you get a good whole grip of the uh, the controls and everything, it, that game's it awesome. Yeah. It's um, definitely the best third person shooter there ever has been, honestly. See, and this is exciting because we just did our top 10 of last generation. And that's one of the games that I think was on like mine, Brian's and Gojo's list. But I had never played. Right. You hadn't played it. But I I think once you sit through and actually play and it, it's the first one is a quick one. Like you can breeze through that game in like eight or nine hours or so. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like God, God of War sort of like okay. in terms of its quickness. But it's it's so well done. You don't feel disappointed in the length by any means. Like it's just it's perfect in in, in so many ways. So uh, they're saying August 25th for the release date for that, cool. which is super cool. Uh, let's talk more about some games here. ReCore. Brian said he really liked how ReCore looked. It mm-hmm. seemed like a sort of... when he was It was explaining just it, a trailer, though. There was no gameplay, yeah, but it looks trailer. really interesting. The way he explained it to me made it sound a little bit like Knack mm-hmm. for PlayStation 4, where like you have this uh, sort of al- this alien core that you're placing in different objects to... To do different things, where like in Knack, you could take the core and move it into different uh, size forms of Knack to make him bigger or smaller yeah. or whatever you needed to do. But that sounded pretty cool. That's awesome too, because it's Keiji Inafune, uh, yeah. creator of Mega Man and many other. It icons. also, I read that there are people that worked on Metroid Prime involved yeah, as well. Armature Studios yep. is working on it, so, so it's just great to hear Keiji Inafune is working on something again now that he's left. And icon, so it's an Xbox exclusive. So good time to have an Xbox. Spring 2016. Yeah, in a year. So that'll be cool. Um, let's see what else here. The Division will have an open beta coming to Xbox this December, which is super exciting. I I'm still I'm I I want to be excited for this game, but Ubisoft mm-hmm. is just like I, I have a really hard time getting pumped for anything they're in, they're in contact with at this point because they've been disappointing in <laughs> in recent uh, releases, but. The division looks cool. Having an open beta, I think, will will definitely influence my uh, decision on whether or not I'm going to buy the game. In all reality, it was the reason I bought a PlayStation 4 to begin with because I thought I was going to get the division on launch. Yeah. 
but uh, that didn't happen. So <laughs> um, let's see what else here. Ion from the creator of DayZ is coming. That looks interesting. I mean, they didn't really show much of any of it, but it looks like, you know, DayZ has a huge, uh, you know, internet following and, and cult following, and hopefully this this game will do the same. It uh, looks like a space, space uh, what do you call it, simulator of some sort. I don't know. They didn't release a lot of information. Fable Legends, if anybody cares about that, holiday 2015. That looked okay. That's going to be one of the first games that's like Xbox Live slash Windows 10 compatible crossplay. Yeah, it's crossplay. Which so is a big that, deal. That and will be interesting. The beta for that, I believe you can sign up for now on yeah. Xbox Live. It's in the store, I think. Um, there was a lot of good Microsoft stuff. Well, they missed. did. Well, the biggest thing for Microsoft is backwards compatibility. Which is huge, especially because, you know, anybody listening, if you go back through our list of top 10 games from last generation, a handful of those were Xbox. So you should definitely check them out. Uh, I'm excited to play Skyrim again. (laughs) 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 Not that I need to, but um, I know right now it's it's open to Xbox preview members Mm -hmm. and they'll be unleashing it to everybody in the holiday season. Yeah, I think there's like 15 or so games you can try out at the moment. Apparently 20. Something. What 22. it does is you throw the disc in there and then it downloads a copy of the game. Right. It's just a register that you already have. So then, you, I mean, you can purchase games if you want, but if you already own them, you don't have to purchase them, which is great. Like yeah. It's not like, uh, like PlayStation Now mm-hmm. where you have a subscription and with that subscription, you, you, know, you can play X amount of games a month or whatever. That's cool. But PlayStation Now seems kind of expensive in my opinion. Not to mention it's reliant on having a really good internet connection right. as well. This is actually, you're playing, uh, from the explanation we received, you're actually playing the game on a virtual console. It's, it, they're emulating the original 360 onto Xbox One, which is pretty cool. So There's a lot of only, really good games to play. The only stuff that won't work is anything that used the USB peripherals. Yeah, which or includes Connect. connect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Xbox One Elite Controller. Thoughts it's on that? Really expensive, but I mean, if if I read enough good stuff about it, I might actually get one because it looks really cool. I mean, I, I hope it's, I like customization with that sort of thing. Right. I hope it's better than the normal one because the normal one is garbage. I think you're no, in the minority. I think you're there. crazy because I think the Xbox One controller is probably the perfect gaming controller. It's the D pad is clicky. The buttons are clicky. the buttons in the, general are clicky, the but sticks are loose. It's just the sticks are not loose. The sticks are looser than my PS4 controller. Uh, I have the opposite they're taller. Problem. They're loose. I have the complete opposite problem. My PS4 controller has super loose sticks. And then yeah, the, the stick Xbox thing might, might be, but no, I can't stand the D pad. And I use the D pad all the time. And it just feels so dumb. I mean, the, the thing is, like, let's put it I this way. I do prefer like, the PS4 D-pad, but that's the only thing I prefer about that controller. We were, we were talking about the Wii U and their innovative controller, innovative under quotes here, quote unquote. Um, having that sort of innovation or having this sort of completely customizable precision gaming peripheral, like, you know, I think if systems started going more along those lines, like, quit, don't ruin something that, that works fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if anything, improve it. Like, and this is an improvement on the Xbox controller. They're making it more sensitive. They're making it so you can switch out the different, you can have different style of joysticks if you don't like the current ones, like that sort of thing. Like, I think that is like an important aspect. Granted, $150 for a controller is a lot of money. Yeah. 
but I've I, been, it's cool to have it customizable. That's awesome. I just feel like, I don't know, in general, I think the Xbox controller is a step down from the 360. But Well, you're traditionally a PlayStation player, though. Yeah. So you're going to prefer I, that anyway. I mean, that, that 360 controller is, is, I think it's more comfortable than a PlayStation 3 controller. I think the PS4 controller is more comfortable than any of the other controllers that are out right, right. now. Right. Oh, I, something I totally forgot to talk about. Uh, sea of Thieves. That Ooh, looks pretty uh, cool. Yeah, the first person pirate MMO from Rare. Yeah. Which when's the last time Rare made a game? It's pretty rare. Uh, They're also having a collection of their old games in they August, are, which is going to be super cool. Yeah. The Rare Replay announced for Xbox One. Spectrum Games have have a rewind feature. Thirty games, including Battletoads, Blast Core, etc. Milestone system for games that don't already have achievements tied to it on Xbox Live. Pretty cool. But Sea of Thieves looks awesome. You get to be a pirate. It's an MMO. With your friends. With your friends. You and your friends can command a ship together. And, like, everybody can run a different aspect of the ship. That's cool. If it's just the, like, sea-based stuff from Assassin's Creed 4, that's awesome. It looks so similar to that, but like. then it looks like there's more. Like there's more to it because you can go like treasure hunting and stuff Probably like more that. Like granular, so. and granular and like yeah, there's a supernatural element to it as well. Okay. Yeah, it looks really, really good. It looks like it's going to be super, super fun. So I'm excited to see where that goes. There, there was no information in my list here of uh, release dates or anything like that, but. They'll probably have a beta at some point. I yeah. guarantee it because it's an MMO. They ran betas for everything else. It's MMO. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, totally forgot to bring up the the uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm totally drawing a blank right now, and it's terrible because I didn't plan this out properly. The sort of green light, Steam green light style. Oh, oh um, yeah. Early access, early access type access thing. That Xbox is now going to have. The first two games that are already on early access on Xbox are uh, Elite long, Dangerous. I yeah, believe. Elite Dangerous. And what's the a Long Winter or something? Or what was it? I can't remember the name of it. I'm terrible at this thing. The Lone Dark. Uh, Daisy is supposed to be one of the first four, I think, too. There's already two up, though. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. So that'll be cool. I know there were people on Reddit that were really pissed about it because they're like, stop supporting games that aren't finished. Well, the difference between this and early access on Steam is you can actually play a trial version before you spend any money. Yeah, right. that's that's, a that's really the cool requirement, and I think that's a good way of going about it. Totally. Definitely. Definitely. Anything else from Xbox you guys can remember that? I don't think so. That's pretty much my list, other than things I haven't heard of before <laughs> that I don't think anybody really cares about. I could be wrong, but anyways, uh, let's move on to... Um, I think it's worth mentioning that Fallout 4 is supposed to have mod support, yeah. uh, just yeah. like the well, PC that, version. Okay, yeah. That's cool. We can talk about that Because, I mean, that's unique for a console, Yes. Yeah. so far, at least. Yeah, I mean, the way they announced it was that Fallout 4, like any mod released on PC will be compatible with the Xbox version. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. That's probably some of that Windows 10 tie-in, I'm yep. assuming. Yeah. So. Yeah. There were kind of similar things with the Portal 2 Steam thing like I was talking about. Because any of like the customizable stuff that was built on PC that you could like buy, like the hats and things, you can also do on PS3. But oh, right that's on. cool. It's a little different. Um, PS4. 
Gran Turismo 7 will be out before 2017. I am going to call bullshit right now <laughs> because those games are no- notorious for being delayed. Yep. Hopefully it doesn't use any car models from the PS2 era like um, the last sure game. It will. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, Uncharted, the Nathan Drake collection, has been revealed for October 9th release, which is pretty cool. That's and exciting. It's going to have the Uncharted 4 multiplayer beta included. And all of the games will run at 1080p with 60 frames a second, mm. better lighting and textures, etc. That's pretty cool because those are games I haven't played at all. Yeah, same yeah, here. I, I think with your love of uh, Tomb Raider, you'd probably enjoy them. Right on. There's, I think, I think they're more frustrating than Tomb Raider is, but I don't know. They, well, it seems from what I've seen, they seem more combat heavy, which. Tomb Raider wasn't always about combat. It was about like the puzzles and then finding a fight, like running into a T-Rex that you have to kill with, I with think, two handguns. I, like, I think there's a fair amount of puzzles in Uncharted as well, but I don't know. There's a lot of pillboxes where they just throw enemies at you. Right. Well, I'm, Uncharted is probably more like the new Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not old school Tomb Raider. Yeah. Right. Uh, Which has no the T-Rex. Tomb Raider is more like Uncharted. Yeah, 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 it's true. Technically. Uh, Tales of Berseria from Namco. I don't know if you Ooh. guys, you all, you've probably never played any of the Tales series, but I've played like Tales of Symphonia in those games on GameCube. Yeah. They are really, really well done JRPGs, and I'm kind of pumped for that because I haven't played a JRPG in forever. Yeah. So that'll be nice to have something new. Isn't there a new like Star Ocean or something too? They is, did. Is that yeah, a JRPG? Uh, I don't know. Where, is that even on my list here? No, it's not even on this list that I have downloaded. Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, uh, Earth Defense Force 4.1 on PS4 is being brought to North America from Xseed. Yeah, I wonder if Gojo regrets uh, importing it now. I don't know. Eh, whatever. I mean, guess it depends on how much it costs. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And they are bringing Earth Defense Force 2 to the Vita. Yep. Which is cool. I have a Vita, so I can play that. That's exciting. Um, I that is exciting, just because I didn't think they even mentioned the Vita in their whole conference. But that, that, they, they they didn't really. There bits it. and there pieces. There were like title cards that were like coming to PS4 and Vita, but that's mostly uh, it. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. They're doing kind of a remake. Yeah, of the that's, first one. That's also like the movie tie-in game because they're making an animated right. movie as well, and it's going to be forty bucks, but. I'm excited for that because I kind of missed the Ratchet and Clank boat, and I'd like to give it a try. Right on. Uh, let's see what else here that's cool. Uh, the Last Guardian is a big deal. They re-revealed that this year at, at E3 with uh, tons of puzzles and boy Griffin interaction. I'm so Griffin excited dog. for that game. It yeah, looks- you because that's done by the guys who did like Ico and, and Shadow, uh, of the Shadow of the Colossus. You're a looks, big fan of both of those games. It looks like a perfect mix of both because it looks like a lot of the Guardian stuff is incorporated to interacting with the uh, environment, the, the Griffin guy. Yeah, oh. and then a lot of the Eco stuff is in, in, integrated with like doing the puzzles and like calling them over and like guiding him through and that kind of stuff. So it's. <sighs> It's crazy to it's think a pretty, that uh, game might actually come out. At cute point. creature thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, like, I can't wait for the moment where he dies in the game because that's totally going to happen. Uh, but. Then there will be no guardians. Yep. 
Uh, let's see what else. There was a new Final Fantasy announced, World of Final Fantasy, coming out on PS4 and Vita. A brand new game featuring characters and throwbacks to the entire Final Fantasy series, which is pretty cool. I don't. I didn't really look much into it just because I've kind of fallen off the Final Fantasy train. Yeah. Other than, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Final Fantasy VII remake is going to be a big, big deal because that's they've basically been teasing us with that for about ten years now, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. The the PS3 one of the tech demos at the PS3 yeah. announcement was like the, the first mission of Final Fantasy 7. Oh god. I hope they don't screw it up somehow. <laughs> mm. Well, that's they need to understand that they need to change zero about the gameplay in this game. Like, but that's the thing, they may try to get a different market of people into this game, which I hope they don't try don't. to do, but that may be Like me maybe. Right, exactly. Like they may try to get people like Brian but it's one of those things where, like, this game better not play, like, Final Fantasy 13 or 15 or 12 or even, like, 10. Give me Materia. No Sphere Grid or anything. Let it work the way that it worked oh, I, in the original yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, it was flawless the way it was before. I think what they could do if they wanted to update something is, like, they should make the Gold Saucer games, like, flesh them out more or make updated versions and then have, like, a retro floor in the Gold Saucer that has the original game right. somewhere. <laughs> like, I think that would be a smart way to, like, update some of the stuff. But seriously, like, just take all of the orchestral versions. Of, you don't even have to record the soundtrack because you've already done orchestral versions of everything. Just take all those and bring them into the game. Right. Like, they don't need to do anything. It's it's just give me new graphics and that's all. Well, it's funny because like a lot of mine and Brian's friends have Xboxes. A lot of your friends have PlayStations. Yeah. And we had been discussing, you know, like, you know, Ricky trying to convince Ricky to get an Xbox. Like, oh, you should totally do that. And then you can play because we were trying to get him into Destiny essentially yeah. because we wanted more people to play Destiny with an Xbox. As soon as he heard about the Final Fantasy VII remake, he's like, I don't want an Xbox. I want a PS4. And well, that's, that's going to be the only reason he buys that system. And it, it's funny that, that it's working out that way. But at the same time, there are other games I want to get him into. But regardless, like, he, he legitimately will buy a PlayStation 4 specifically to play the new Final Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, and apparently it's just timed exclusive like Tomb Raider. Like It will eventually get to... Right. I yeah. Clone, but and probably PC for that matter. But I don't know. I it's insane. It's like we said a couple episodes ago. If Sony would have locked that down, they would have won this generation. If they came out at the PS4 announcement, we're like, guess what? Final Fantasy VII remade PS4 only. Right. Boom. But the only thing I'm worried about is that I'm pretty certain that cinematic is the only thing that's been made of that game right now. <laughs> like, yeah. This game is still probably two or three years away. Right. So that's... It's kind of worrisome. I feel like a lot of their like big hitters that they actually announced are way down the pipeline. Like that and I think the, the Shenmue sequel. Microsoft did a good job of being like, here's a lot of stuff that you're going to be able to play in the next year and a half. And then Sony mm-hmm. was like, here's a lot of stuff that's coming that you're going to be able to play eventually next year or the year after that, or maybe the year after that. Right. But they both did insane, like Xbox being like, oh, guess what? We don't have a ton of games coming out. Here's backwards compatibility. 
That was a great idea. That's a good way to do it. Definitely. That's how they should have done it. That's how Sony should do it, but they're not going to. Yeah, I think I had read a comment from uh, one of the guys at Sony saying that if, you know, backwards compatibility is difficult. It's a difficult thing to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And they said if it was easy, they would have done it, but it's not. And it's not really something they're interested in doing. So, I I mean, I, I commend them for looking towards the future, like good for them. But at the same time, like, you know, you're going to make me rebuy a bunch of games on PS Now or however. Like, Well, and that's the thing is that PS Now is just making it so that they're doing that virtualization on a server God knows where, but you can't do it on the PS4. Like, Right. I, f- I feel like that's more expensive for them down the line. Totally. To- well, more expensive, but also potentially more profitable if people use it. But they haven't been talking like... I don't know anyone at, that uses it. Because so. how much of a success PS Now has been, I don't know. I've heard stories right. of people using their Vita to play PS3 games at like Starbucks, which is cool, but yeah, I don't want to pay $15 whatever the hell it is per month to do that. I don't want to sit in a Starbucks to play games. No. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 3 and presumably the Call of Duty series for the next few years is now going to be partnered with Sony exclusive. Well, in terms of DLC. DLC, betas, maps, blah, 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 all going to show up first on the PS4. I Okay, I don't really care about Call of Duty much anymore. My issue, well, I guess it's really not an issue, but I'm, I'm kind of like, why? Like, Sony has been pulling out all the stops in, in making things exclusive. Well, it's because, like, Microsoft did it last generation. Like, Microsoft pretty much won that battle. Like, they had Fallout DLC exclusivity for almost a year, and they had... Call of Duty maps exclusively and all that kind of stuff. And clearly that agreement kind of lapsed and Sony was like, all right. Well, I mean, this makes sense too, because Call of Duty and Destiny are both Activision now. So yeah, that's probably how they have both. Yeah, but it kind of seemed like the whole Destiny thing was more of a Bungie's pissed at Microsoft. Because like they had the whole Halo contract and Microsoft was like, well... Halo ODST isn't really a mainline. You said it was kind of an expansion, so it's right. not really a mainline Halo. And then they took it away and gave it to 343. Like, who knows? But well, Bungie did Halo Reach, too, after Yeah, ODST. and it's not, a, it's not a mainline Halo game. Yeah. And they wanted five or something like that. But it just seems like, I don't know. The Call of Duty thing is like, does it really matter at this point? Call of Duty seems to have... Do people care about those games anymore? Probably. They do because they sell a crap load, but they're starting to sell less of a crap load. Right. Because it's it's the same thing over and over with nicer looking graphics, I guess. The only thing that I was interested in about the new one coming out, like Black Ops 3, what is it? (laughs) Um, Is that the campaign is actually going to be four-player co-op. And that sounds intriguing to me. That's cool. But I don't know if that's enough to make me want to rush out and get it. Yeah, do you want you can play five hours with four people and then have right. wasted your sixty dollars? I don't know. I mean, unless they're going to invest more of the time in creating an actual like you know. And I've heard Black Ops great two, campaign. I've heard Black Ops Two was actually the last like interesting campaign that they had because it had actual like moral choices and things to do. Like, I kind of learned a little bit from Spec Ops the Lion and that kind of game, but who knows? I don't know. I don't play any Call of Duty games, so. Right on. Shenmue 3 for PS4 and PC was announced with the Kickstarter. 
They uh, they were asking for two million dollars. I think they reached that in like twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, I think less than a day they did it. They, I think it was they like set a record. Ten hours or something. Yeah, they set a record with it for sure. Um, I did not play the Shenmue series, but I know it's along the lines of like Heavy Rain and those sorts of like interactive storytelling. Yeah, it's also very open world kind of right, like a pioneer that type of thing. From what I understand, I would be more excited about it if. They came out and said, here is a HD remake of one and two. To play through those again. Because I, like, I never played through either of them. And they're hard to find now. Like, they're right. expensive. So, yeah, I was always intrigued by them, but I never had a Dreamcast. So I never yeah. I never played them. But so, they sounded like they were awesome games. I think with this, because apparently one of the questions in on Kickstarter, somebody asked them, uh, will you be re- will you be releasing one and two at some point? And then they're like, right now, no, especially because Sega's given us the permission to make a third game, but they've not given us the rights to one and two. Right. So Sega needs to be smart. Stop making Sonic Boom, whatever the hell, and put out like a thirty dollar HD remake of one and two on PSN and Xbox Live, and just. Get it out there. Right. If they did, that would make them some money. Look at how much money this thing made in 10 hours. I know. Yeah, obviously, so, people want to play it. I didn't think anybody cared that much about Shenmue, but then, I mean, obviously, people do because... You you weren't watching the stream, were you? No. It was really funny. They cut to the shot of somebody in the crowd, and the guy looked like he was in tears. Like, he was stand, He was the only person <laughs> standing up. He was, just, he was just like... He had, like, tears in his face, and he was he like handed it. It was really funny. That's too funny. Yeah. Right on. Um, all right. We're going to move on to real quick because we don't have a ton of time. We've got about 10, 15 minutes left, maybe. Uh, the miscellaneous multi-platform stuff, uh, most notably XCOM 2 has been announced for PC, Mac, and Linux. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Brian loves XCOM. Oh, yeah. It's an awesome game. Yes. I, I've played through the first one a little bit, but I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, anything you want to talk about in regards to it, Brian, that you saw? No, I mean, I was really surprised that it was going to be like a PC only game, but um, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that's probably the platform it did the best on. Yeah, I mean, that's what it was originally on. Right. Um, Let's see what else here. The Mega Man Legacy Collection has been revealed for PS4, Xbox One, PC, and 3DS. I did not hear about that. That's kind of interesting. I mean... Great on Capcom for releasing a Mega Man game at some point, but it kind of sucks that it's not like all of them. Oh, uh, like, come on. How big are these Blu rays? Yeah, well, it's Mega Man 1 to 6 with uh, a remix gameplay mode that pits players in new challenges. So, it's going to be pretty cheap, though. I mean, I just, it's one of those things where. What two on the PS2? I've got the Mega Man Anniversary Collection, which has Mega right. Man One through Eight, and I have the Mega Man X Collections, which has Mega Man X One through Six. So I don't know. Just give me give me all of them on my latest system, and I will play right. all of them because you're not making any new Mega Man games. Why did you cancel Mega Man Legend Three? I'm gonna cry. I feel like you're gonna be right asking now. those hashtag that, Alex's tears. Alex's tears. You're gonna be asking <laughs> the question why they cancel that game for. I years think to come. three is the only one I've actually played a fair amount. Mega of. Man three. Yeah. 
That's a great. That was one of the best Mega Man games, hands down. Very difficult for oh, me yeah. personally, though. <laughs> they're they're hard games. They're yeah. very difficult. I mean, I've never been great at the old school platform games like that. I'm fairly certain the only Mega Man game that I've ever beaten to completion is Mega Man Legends One. <laughs> I've gotten no, I, I've I, gotten to the Sigma state, the Sigma fights of Mega Man X four like a billion times. Is that the one we played on PlayStation like for hours? Yeah, yeah. Tom and I beat that hand like that. I, that's a great game. I by could the never way. get past Sigma. Never. We beat it with both X and uh, Zero. what's his nuts Zero. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a good game. Absolutely. What's his nut? Um, Dark Souls three has been confirmed. Uh, PS four, Xbox, and PC. And originally they had said that they think it's going to be the last Dark Souls game, but I believe uh, From Software came out and said it is not the last in the series, which is cool because Dark Souls is sweet. But we're getting a next-gen Dark Souls, which is even better because Dark Souls 2 prepared whatever they called the... So it's sins Scholar of the, of the First Sun. Sins of the Solar Souls Empire. of the First Scholar Sins. Scholar Sins Sons. That... Uh, that version is, is okay. I don't think we've ever said the title of that game correctly. I don't really it's care. Fun. Collectively, we have. It All the words are there. It Just, shouldn't be that long. It's up to the it. listener to decipher it's the, longest, the true meaning. longest name ever. Uh, but it, it'll be cool to have. Uh, it, with, with as awesome as Bloodborne looks and plays, it'll be exciting to have a Dark Souls game with yeah. the same level of detail. I definitely it. hope they make another Bloodborne, too. Although I still haven't finished Bloodborne. I haven't either. I am still, I still haven't. Beaten. And when I go back to it, it's going to seem extremely difficult. Yeah. It's been a while. Start over a lot of practice. <laughs> um, I didn't think I cared about Transformers games at all, but yeah. then I saw the trailer and the gameplay of Transformers Devastation. And the fact that you can body slam as Optimus Prime and turn into the truck like mid, mid flight. Whoa. I didn't see that and, game at and all. Slam down at like as, as the semi. I was like that. That's awesome. It looks beautiful. It looks too. really cool. It's like, all cell shaded, like brawler it, style. Like it looks a lot like the original cartoon. It yeah. Really it's, cool. it's very cool looking. So I'm a little excited for that. Um, Dishonored 2. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited for that. I'm disappointed there was no like gameplay. I'm curious how updated the graphics might be for next gen. It's pretty early, I think. In Yeah, in yeah it's not game. coming out for quite a while. That, this ties into Bethesda in general. I think Bethesda won the show. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> At E3 with Fallout 4 being announced, Dishonored 2, the Doom trailer and the gameplay from Doom. Gosh, oh yes. my God. Doom. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Doom's probably my favorite game, period. And so this is, it looks really good. Yeah. To me. It looks incredible. It's, and I, like, as excited as I was about Fallout 4, the second I saw gameplay from Doom, I was like, oh my God. Like, but so good. I, I haven't even gone and watched like all of the stuff from Fallout 4, and I kind of don't want to. I kind of just want to wait. But the few things I did see, like the intro video of like, you start pre-war and kind of your interactions with the pre-war world is how you set up your character. Right. That looks awesome. You can build a base. Like I'm yeah, getting sweet that coding. looks really awesome. You can't just build a base. You can build multiple bases. And, yeah, like, it's like a ton. And there's like, you and can wire shit. Yeah. You, you can make your own like lighted signs and stuff. Well, one of the one of my favorite things about I feel like we're probably just going to talk about Fallout for the rest Fallout, of the Fallout, podcast Fallout. now. <laughs> But one of my favorite things about that particular aspect of the game is that it's not necessary. Yeah. It's like, and this is what makes Bethesda so great is like they took something that people wanted 
and they made it in the game so you can do it, but they made it so that it's not like it's not going to impair people who don't really want to do that. Like you can just go, you can still go and do whatever the hell you want. But if well, you feel like making yourself a really kick-ass house in a little doghouse for your homie, like you can do that. I feel like what it's going to end up being is I will beat that game like a hundred percent, except for all of that stuff, and then go and then back, probably go and just build this metropolis in the game and just sit there and defend it from raiders all day. <laughs> <laughs> like that's. I'm excited about that. Like that game. I have three versions. I have that game pre-ordered in three times, actually. Yeah. What? Really? I have it pre-ordered at Amazon for both PC and PS4, and then I also have one at Best Buy for PS4. Did you get the Pip-Boy edition? All three of them are Pip-Boy oh. So the Amazon one, like I'm not certain if I want to commit to upgrading my PC yet, so I might do that, and if so, then I'll keep that pre-order. Uh, the Best Buy PS4 one I kind of got, since it's up there for Nick, Especially because it's twenty dollars cheaper with the Gamers Club Unlocked thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the like the I only got the PC uh, reservation because I like the PS4 link wasn't working, so I couldn't get it yet. I was like, well, if I just pre-order on PC, then I'll at least have one of them pre-ordered. But I don't know. I'm so pumped for that game. Yeah, I'm definitely taking at least a few days off work. Yep. <laughs> yep. As soon as I know that it's not super buggy. Like, I'm probably going to mark that Thursday and Friday and maybe Monday off of work. <laughs> and then I'll, like, if I, if we find out that it's, like, buggy as hell, then I can just be like, oh, yeah, that didn't work out. And I can still go to work and wait until it's, like, actually playable. But we'll see. I just realized we can't, we can't end on Fallout because we haven't talked about Destiny. Oh, my God. Well, oh. there's there one other thing before we get to that. Did either of you guys watch the gameplay for No Man's Sky? No. Yes. Oh my god. I've been following that game since I first heard about it though and it does look Absolutely. really awesome. Like and this is the first time that we've seen like this is what they, this game actually plays like and it like lives up to a lot of the expectations that I had for the game at least. I have at least one other game I want to mention too which was interesting to me actually was the Lego Dimensions game. Yeah, like the new Lego yeah. Skylanders like game. Yeah, I mean that that has some sort of uh like peripheral device. It's like a game board or whatever. And you can build figures from what I understand and they will appear that way in the game. Not exactly. No, no. That's okay. That's what it would ideally be. Well, I mean, there's a few different configurations that are probably set. Yes. So there's like three set configurations that each like vehicle or whatever can be in. And those different things, like, I don't, don't want to get into explanations of how Skylanders works, but it's basically like you've got your portal and you scan your figure you don't even really have to have the figure built in any particular way. You can just scan okay. the thing that it comes on. So that doesn't really matter that much. But basically what will happen is you'll get to the point where will be like, oh, your Batmobile needs to be able to fly, so transform it into this. And it'll bring up the instructions on screen, and you can go and change the thing and then set it on the thing again and then actually start playing the game again. So it's interesting. And it's cool because it's basically like taking all the other Lego games and making it work across a ton of different franchises. Right. Yeah, that's interesting too. I mean, the portal level is what I saw demoed, and that was just awesome. That the portal portal is in it. Back to the Future. Yeah. You can like walk through a Back to the Future level with Gandalf and Batman and. All kinds of like it's it's cool. It's interesting. It's I was like, probably more like, excited about it because I had just watched the Lego movie finally. Yeah, so yeah, that's fair. So but yeah, Destiny. 
I suppose. Well, before so we jump into for this Destiny, game being, so much for this podcast being an hour long. Yeah, so uh, before we jump into Destiny, they did announce an expansion for uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic, Knights of the Fallen Empire. Um, they had a new trailer for Metal Gear Solid Five, so check that out. Um, the new Need for Speed game was announced. That looks pretty cool, I guess. The graphics were beautiful. The Mass Effect Andromeda was announced for uh, holiday 2016. <laughs> yeah. You guys can drool over that. Yeah. Um, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege looks amazing. Ooh, yes. Pretty excited for that. And that comes with cop- a copy of Ve- uh, Rainbow Six Vegas 1 and 2, which is really exciting. Um, At least on X-Bone. I don't yeah. know. I think that was a Microsoft thing. Uh, Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront. They had a whole bunch of new gameplay footage. Oh, oh my god! How trailers. did we not mention that? Oh my god! That trailer. It, it's like photorealistic. I could not believe that that yeah, was on I, the PS4. The engine looks incredible. Which is, I don't know. It's on I a mean, whole different. Don't level. get me wrong. I know PS4 is a great, but, capable I platform, mean, but compared don't. to my PC, it's nothing hardware wise. That game's just, not going to look that good on PS4. No, I, there's no <laughs> way, no way. But even with that. The gameplay for that game looks so much fun. It does look like a lot of fun. Star Wars fight. Yes. It's it's awesome. Like looking at the dog fights in the sky and kind of like going like I wish there was a spectator mode where I could just edit together a Star Wars. There probably is a spectator. Right. That'd be awesome. Um, South Park, the sequel to the Stick of Truth, the fractured butthole. <laughs> uh, not spelled the way you think it is based off my inflection, but um, that looks pretty solid. Uh, Stick of Truth did really well. And it seemed yeah, that people like really, that really liked point. it. That'll probably be my number two on this generation, judging by how punny that was this right. past generation. <laughs> Not so spelunky. <laughs> uh, they got a new Tony Hawk Pro Skater game coming out. They had the gameplay de- debut at E3 this year. Uh, Hitman is being rebooted. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Uh, Absolution Alex- was pretty good, but I didn't finish it. Gojo's a big Hitman fan. Um, I enjoyed the first couple. The of games. reboot's gonna have exclusive beta on PS4 owners and six exclusive missions. Uh, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided had its big E3 blowout. There was a oh, lot yeah. of media released for that. Kingdom Hearts Three, which I know Alex is a fan of Kingdom Hearts. It looks gorgeous, but once again, looking at that gameplay demo, I don't. I feel like that's all that exists for that game right now. Like I don't know when it's yeah. coming out. It's weird. Uh, they got Killer Instinct coming out for PC. That's pretty cool, I guess, yeah. if you like Killer Instinct. Just Cause 3, 11 new minutes of brand new gameplay. That's pretty cool because the Just, Just Cause game looks pretty rad. That game looks insane. Yeah. Like there's the, the grapple gun. It does. Right. Wingsuit combo yeah. is so sweet looking. It's I haven't all played a Just Cry. Cause game, but I feel like I should probably finally play one. Did you Did you guys ever hear about the like 400 player multiplayer that came mm-hmm. out of that? It's just no. Called, that was a mod. It's yeah. a mod that came out on Steam for Just Cause 2. Oh my goodness. You could put, it's like an insane amount of players and it's just complete <laughs> chaos. Um, And there's... <laughs> They're uh, remaking Joe Montana football. Okay. If, if you do, I, the thing is like that's, that's like funny because I've actually played that game. Yeah, it was like hilarious. Nintendo, like way back in the day. But it's using Unreal Engine four, and it's going to be on <laughs> iOS, Android, and PC. So right. just I just wanted to throw that out there before we jump into Destiny because I know that's what we're going to do now. Destiny, the Taken King. Yep. I already pre-ordered it like an idiot. <laughs> Um, mainly because I wanted to see if I would get any of the new shaders and things unlocked like beforehand, but obviously that didn't work out. Um, my biggest issue with the whole idea is that they've got 25 different versions of the game and collector's editions coming out. 
And basically, like, the cheapest way to go is if you buy the $60 version, you get Destiny and the first two expansions and the Taken King. You get everything that we will have spent... 150 bucks on. hundred and Yeah, close to $150 on. For $60. You get it for less than half. That does seem ridiculous. So hopefully, and what a lot of the internet is in an uproar about is they're hoping, you know, Bungie will be like, hey, all of you dudes that have been here since day one, here's a hookup. Here you go. Which they're kind of doing because if, you, if you've reached a light <laughs> level... Uh, if you reach light level 30 or higher by August 31st or, or you whatever. just happen to already own the first two expansions I also read. Yeah, you, you they are so really you, you up with some be... extra stuff, VIP items of some sort. Um, <laughs> Here's what? a Cryptoch Engram. VIP items <laughs> don't give me physical money back, though. I no, mean, but it, it is, doesn't. It's but better so, than so nothing. At this point, what you paid for is the ability to play it right away. Right. Was it worth it? I don't know. The fact that I'm still playing it nine, ten months later at this point, I guess. Yeah, once again, I, I don't know. I going back I still that. love this game, and I can't believe that I'm still playing it because normally I get bored. It's not I like t- it's not like you haven't gotten your hundred and fifty dollars worth of gameplay out of it, right? I guess. Although it's more because you also have it on Xbox, and right? You also the expansions. <laughs> we're officially done with we're, that. I think we're done with with the two system thing though, because we realize like not only do we have more people to play with on PlayStation Four, but also like just in general. I mean, if PS Four is going to keep getting all the exclusive stuff first, like we might as well just stick with that. If this is going to yeah. be like the game that we play consistently, we might as well just stick on the system that gets all the stuff first. Yeah. That's so, fair. but yeah. all the new the new things look amazing. The uh, the new subclasses look incredible. I cannot wait to use the Thor hammer as the Titan. Well, apparently it's like projectiles. Like yeah. Throwing Thor hammers. Still. Awesome. It's a flaming hammer you get to yeah. throw at people. Pretty rad. The, uh, uh, I don't know. The force lightning looks pretty sweet. Force yeah. lightning. with the. Um, <laughs> there's also an ability that just makes it so that you get your grenade or melee energy back when you get a kill with the other one. Oh, man. Like you can just once you melee kill somebody, it fills your grenade back up, and once you grenade kill somebody, it fills your melee back up. That's cool. So you can just keep going back and forth. I also the Damn. the hunter the bow is just kick ass. Yeah. Um, it's like all, a void bow that when you fire makes like a void trap. Yeah, it creates it. Well, it essentially as they described it in the uh, the video that it it gives the hunter a support class finally. Yep. And yeah, that's definitely been needed because the hunter's been has always been a very offensive class. Like, uh, yeah. So this this gives you more of like uh, what what do you call it? Um, crowd control aspect, yeah. which is something that the hunter hasn't really had. So that's cool. The new area looks amazing. I saw somebody online. The dreadnought or whatever. The dreadnought looks uh, that looks unbelievable. Um, and also there there's been it, it's uh, it takes the new planet Saturn. Supposed, right. like that's supposedly based on some Reddit images I've seen of, of beta testers playing it. So that's pretty cool. We get to see Saturn somehow. I don't know how, because as Brian described it, Saturn's a gas giant in the solar system. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Jupiter ascending the film somehow made a city on Jupiter, but. Yeah. Well, I mean. Well, I'm sure that movie is very realistic. No. Who knows? Maybe in the timeline of destiny and how things happen, like some of the planet compressed into like an actual physical form. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just excited because it looks it looks amazing. Like all the new armor looks cool. All every every bit of gameplay I've seen looks cool. I'm really excited for it. It's I don't know. This is rough. Like this is coming out in September. I've got 
oh, this is, uh, don't give me, this has been a, ret- uh, the year of 2015 has been ridiculous for video games, hands down. That yes. end of story. And just even the month of June, I was telling Nick through text message that June has been very, very good to video gamers. So, yeah, but like, am I going to pull away from Metal Gear to play? Metal Gear comes out the same day, I think. No, or no wait, it comes Destiny out earlier, like right? Two weeks later. Metal okay. Gear is like September. Something first. else comes out the same day as Destiny that I actually want. Oh, Forza. Forza comes out the same day. Okay. But something comes out on September 1st. Oh, Mad Max comes out. So you got uh, Mad yeah. Max and Metal Gear on September 1st. It's going to be Destiny. What else are we getting? Like Fallout was confirmed for uh, November 10th. November something. November no, 10th. The 10th is Tomb Raider. November 10th is Tomb Raider. Let me see. No, Fallout. I think I'm pretty certain it's November 10th. It might be the same day. Yeah, and then a week that after happens that, a lot. Battle, Battlefield or Battlefront. Battlefield Battlefront. It's, yeah, it's going to be a really, really difficult year. We're going to be super broke. So it's like, do I really want to play more Destiny and not play those? Hard. Like, there's part of me that wants to be like, maybe, but I feel like I'm going to fall off of Destiny soon. Until then. I don't know. I mean, Destiny is the kind of game that I feel like it's okay to pick up and put down here and there. Like, I, for instance, like I went through my Bloodborne phase and I played a lot of Bloodborne and I didn't really want to play Destiny. But then when I did pick up Destiny again, it didn't like I didn't feel like I missed out on anything. No, I mean, that like that's the thing about it being kind of MMO ish is that even if you were to like even if you missed the dark below and came into uh, House of Wolves. Yeah, and you could just go and buy a bunch of gear from the from the uh, the vendors, and then go and fight through all the dark below stuff. But right, I just don't see myself being like, all right, you know, I think I'm gonna take a break from Metal Gear to go play a bunch of Destiny. You're probably going to play Metal Gear until you finish it. I'm gonna play Metal Gear until I finish it. Then I might play some Metal Gear Online. Then I'm probably gonna be playing Fallout. And then yeah, I'm, then I'm gonna die. Like it's. It's gonna. <laughs> this year is I'm gonna be. I'm gonna ride out Fallout it, Four to my death. We're we're just we're riding the you know upstream right now in this year of video games. We have a lot to look forward to, and and, and it's gonna be very expensive. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll have to try to diversify as much as we can. Yeah, like there's apparently there's a few games that we can all pick up. Like we'll, we'll probably all pick up uh, uh, Fallout. Fallout. We'll probably all pick up Battlefront. Yes. Yeah. I know Nick wants Mad Max. Gojo's. I want Mad Max. Like I do want Mad Max, but I mean, I think we all have. I'm not. I'm probably not going to pick up Metal Gear, so I will definitely pick up Mad Max at that point. But I want to play Metal Gear, but I just feel like having missed all of the other Metal Gear games, that I'm going to have a hard time getting into it. Maybe I I read the like. The story, story so oblique the backstory basically, and because I played Ground Zeroes a little bit, and I read the backstory, and it, it went on forever. It was super confusing. The story's almost so oblique to me that I'm like <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like I don't. I'm not playing it for the story. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it, from Ground Zeroes, I I did enjoy the gameplay. It was pretty solid, and, and it looked great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So maybe I should check out five. Well, I do like stealth games. 
should also say I heard on uh, the Giant Bomb cast they got to play through like five minutes of the first Destiny mission from the Taken King. Okay. Apparently, there's going to be some changes in terms of what you can equip onto your Guardian. There's going to be something called an artifact, which you cannot equip until you've reached level 30. An artifact. Okay. Well, so we, some, some we're already buff. level 30, so some who cares? Of, well, yeah, and that's but but this is like... What kind of impact is that going to have on your guardian? Is it like a piece of armor? Is it another kind of class item? It's probably know. like a class item, but it actually has a buff. It's probably sort. just like a Whereas really like, sweet necklace or something. Yeah, like the class items now are literally just aesthetic or like faction-based, you know? So this artifact may actually have some some use. The they, they I, I listened to a few of the Bungie guys on the Giant Bomb podcast. They also talked about how... Apparently, they want to try and see if they can make it so that the raid isn't really the end game anymore. They want to make the end game something else, and you can do the raid once you've kind of finished the mainline missions of the Taken King. Interesting. That's kind of something that they want to play with. And then they said that they're trying to figure out a way to make it so that your the new class is not just completely unusable until you level it up to a certain point. They want to make it so that you start it like you maybe start think, with the first tier of things or like just, yeah, maybe, maybe something like that or just make it so that you're not just completely losing your double jump once you switch over to this new class. Yeah. The double jump should just be standard. They only have a few more months, so I would imagine they've already figured this shit out. Well, and that's what I'm saying is that this is what he revealed to the public. On gotcha. Off. So I think this is. These are things that they're kind of tooling around with or that they figured out or that they're going to do, but they didn't want to like go full bore. Yeah, I, I definitely I want to give Bungie like a huge high five for just their level of community support and everything. I I have not seen any other developers have as much of a hands on experience with their audience as Bungie has. So yeah. I, I thank them for that because that's what makes you know me spending the, that hundred fifty bucks kind of worth it is like I feel like. They're actually they actually give a shit and they're making it a point to give a shit because they don't want to lose. They want that, you know, like they said, they wanted to make Destiny a 10 year franchise. Well, you can't do that if you're just going to keep pissing people off. So the fact that they're actually listening to the community and like Mm -hmm. making changes in that respect, like good for them. So I think it's I think it's interesting. The only thing that I'm kind of like, "Mm," is like maybe this game would have been something more if Activision wasn't pulling the financial strings. Maybe if it was like Sony or Microsoft or yeah, somebody just kind of allowing them to figure it out. Maybe we would have gotten the Dark Below and House of Wolves for like five or ten bucks and we wouldn't feel so spurned on that kind of thing. Right. Like they wouldn't just be milking it for as much as they can. But who knows? Yeah. So any other topics, gentlemen? No, I don't know. Pretty I much cover an, all of it. I bought an X-Bone. Alex bought an X-Bone. He's probably not going to play much of it. <laughs> He's going to play Halo. The thing, like, barely fits in my... Like, I pull it out of my media, my, my like, uh, entertainment center, because if I were to leave it in there and turn it on and play a game, I'd probably fry it within a day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, the only thing I've played on it was that second of Gears of War, basically, and then I'm going to do all the Halo games to lead up to... Halo 5. Right on. Which we didn't talk about at all. But apparently oh, yeah. the multiplayer looks insane. It does. The warfare mode. Yeah. Looks Warzone. really awesome. Or war, was it Warzone? Wars, Whatever. Warzone. Oh. War something. Destiny is adding capture the flag. I forgot oh, really? to talk about sort that. Sort of. They're so. adding a sort of capture the flag mode in a way. 
Um, I don't remember how they described it, but you have to like steal the spark from each other's base and then take it back to yours and like slam dunk it into like a hoop or something. They're they're adding different types of tricks and things that you can do (laughs) to like to get score the point. That's awesome. So, um, Corey, if you're listening, you'll be really excited to hear that. That's really cool. So that'll be part of the Taken King, though. Um, Is that it? That anything else? I mean, I, I'm sure there's more that we could talk about. Yeah, there about, were a lot of other topics and things that probably came up that we didn't discuss. If anybody, you know, as always, if you're listening and you like what you hear or if you don't, and if there's something you want to hear us talk about from E3, uh, please do send us feedback via email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. Um, Alex, what about uh, Film Nerds? What's up next? When you hear this, this past week, we ha- we will have reviewed um, Inside Out, the new Pixar film. As for what's coming up, I'm not certain, but there's also going to be a new Fight the Franchise at some point in the near future. Halloween series, right? Yes, that's the plan. I have to sit down and actually watch the first Halloween because I've never seen it. But uh, yeah, that'll be good. Some boobs so, in it. Looks good. <laughs> I think it's that movie. I could be wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would assume so, but I don't know. Um, thanks again to Au for our theme song. Check out his uh, stuff at soundcloud.com slash ahh-ooh. And uh, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping at amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. Um, that's it. Thank you so much for listening along, and we hope to have you back next time. Game over. Peace.